and welcome to episode 124 of the Teach on Teach Strong podcast. I'm Katie, I'm your host, and this podcast is especially for us teachers to help us with all things to do with productivity, mindset, and other things that are going to help us be the best teachers that we can be, because it is such a hard job. <laughs> it really is. Okay, so today's topic is an interesting one. I threw some questions out there to the teachers on my mailing list and I received lots of feedback on your biggest teacher pet peeps. So thank you if you contributed to that. It was so helpful reading what you were saying and I can relate to pretty much everything that you guys were saying. One of the most popular questions from you was what to do when you don't have enough time to do your job effectively. I get it. I'm there too. It is phenomenal quite honestly, how much we're expected to fit in one day. And that's not including teaching the kids. Honestly, I feel like teaching is such a small percentage of what we have to do. And it is hard to feel like you can fit it all in and do it all. However, in this episode, I'm going to share with you some ideas for how you can make some small changes that will help you feel like you can actually fit in a little bit more than you think and help you stay on top of things. So I've had a rummage through the Teach on Teach Strong archives as I know I've shared a lot of tips on this topic that can help you when you feel like you don't have enough time. And so I've collated a few of what I think are the most helpful ones for you on this topic. And I'm going to share them with you now. Okay, so number one, let's start from the most recent as they're kind of fresher in your mind. That is all to do with routines. So in episode 121, you learn about the importance of the miracle morning routine. It involves starting your day bright and early and getting all the important things done that are going to nourish your mind, your body and your soul, such as meditating, affirmations, visualizing, exercising, reading, journaling, all these things. And it doesn't have to take forever. It can take anywhere from seven minutes, if you give them all a minute each, seven minutes to as long as you want. I personally think my sweet spot is about an hour. <laughs> but we all have different lives and responsibilities. So maybe that's too long or maybe that's not enough. You choose what is best for you. And the beauty of starting your day this way means you're up early and you're getting a lot of the personal things done for yourself at the start of the day meaning you're going to have so much more to give for the rest of the day. Now, all the advice I ever hear about for teacher self-care comes after school, right? The wine, the Netflix, the bubble baths. Yes, all very nice. But I don't know about you, but by the time I get home, I'm beat. Sometimes I can lay on the couch for three hours and that does not feel like a luxury. It's a necessity. I literally cannot move. I'm not enjoying it. It doesn't feel like care. It's more like passing out from exhaustion. That's not what I consider a luxury in self-care. But what about if you have a house full of toddlers or preteens and you have a husband and you've got dogs and you've got a whole load of things that you need to do for them when you get home? When are you supposed to fit in the things that you love and the self-care things? So I've realized it's not always practical to do that after school. We're just too tired. Like, forget it. That's just dead time. Like, that's just... <laughs> The caring is not going to happen for myself then. So consider trying to do your self-care in the morning. And what you'll find, hopefully, is you'll have more to give your students and your family throughout the rest of the day. Because you're not going to be resenting anything. 
You're not going to be going, oh my God, why do I have to do this when I'm so tired? I just want to look after me. I haven't done things that I want to do, but I have to look after you people all day, (laughs) right? But if you have time to yourself in the morning while everyone else is still asleep, you've done it. Like you've taken care of yourself. The rest of the day, it's like you don't resent it because you've done your bit for you. Honestly, I can't describe it. You have to experience it for yourself. Give it a go. Just try it for one morning just to see. Get up nice and early. Give yourself an hour if you can and go through the things that you learned in episode 121 and see how you feel. I'm pretty confident you're going to feel really empowered and able to fit in a lot more to give everyone else throughout the day. So tip two is following on from this in episode 122 we looked at specifically how you can maximize your before and after school routines to help make more time for yourself as well. So having routines in place for the expected tasks you know you have to do every day such as lesson planning, preparing resources, emails, grading, marking, whatever will save you so much time because you're not going to have to think about what to do each day. I think one of the worst things is when you get to school and you sit down and you go, okay, what have I got to do today? Right, I've got to do this and this. Somehow I've got to fit in checking my emails and then I've got to fit in marking this. Oh, and oh my God, yes. Oh, there's this meeting as well. And oh my God. That's like the worst way to start your day. It's too overwhelming. But you won't be feeling as much overwhelmed if you start the day with a routine because you know what it is you have to do. You get in, you don't waste time because you know what needs to be done. You get in and you do it. There's no sitting around thinking, wasting time, trying to build yourself up to it, trying to distract yourself, having conversations with people. None of that. Just get in, do your thing and start on a really solid place. It just reduces that decision fatigue, that thinking unnecessarily, basically. So there's nothing worse than getting to school and suddenly seeing the wave of all the things you know you have coming at you like a freaking tsunami. So it takes some control back and get a routine in place so that you know the fundamentals will always get done. And that gives you some wiggle room for the surprises as well as it ensures that you can give freely for the rest of the day, which is just what is expected of us as teachers and one of the reasons why our job is so hard. We need to give, 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 give all day long, but we still have the admin stuff to fit in around all that, right? Your before and after school routines are really going to help you with this. So do what you have to do. Make sure that you're okay. Make sure you've done everything you need to do to make sure that you can do your job. And then the rest of the day, you're not as resentful when things come up and meetings pop up because you've done all that you needed to do. All right. Okay. Number three. We're going to roll all the way back to episode 52 now, which is called Balance Isn't Better Time Management, but Better Boundary Management. Now, in a more recent episode, I shared with you my controversial opinion on the problem with work-life balance, which is a whole other thing that I'm not going to get into now. But the concept of episode 52 is about setting boundaries, which is fundamental to finding times to getting things done, right? So think of a time when you last agreed to do something that you really didn't want to do. How did that make you feel? Tense? kind of angry at yourself for saying yes when you really didn't want to did you find someone to moan about it right away with did the words why did I agree to this again come out your mouth at any point I think us teachers can often be taken advantage of because we're so keen to help and we hate letting people down but the sad reality is we're actually letting ourselves down when we do that too often 
And in episode 52, I shared with you a story of how I felt pressured by a coworker to take on something that I didn't feel right about and knew that I couldn't manage right now. Even though I managed to put my foot down and say no, and it annoyed that person because they didn't get their own way, I knew it was the right thing for me and my well-being. Setting boundaries is absolutely essential, especially when you feel like you don't have enough time to do your job effectively as it is. Your plate is already full, so be careful about what you add to it and consider negotiating something coming off before adding something else. So if someone is asking you to do something, maybe you could ask for a swap or get something in return. So for example, if someone's asking you to do their duty or cover a lesson for them, ask for a trade instead of just agreeing to give up your time. You're still willing to help them out, but your workload isn't having to increase. Now, if the other person is unwilling to negotiate with you, then your answer can be no guilt-free. You know, it's like, I put you an offer, you didn't want it, so fine. If you're struggling to get everything done, consider being more mindful of protecting your time and negotiating a bit more. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? It's just an exchange of time. You can't be expected to give up everything that you've got all the time. Sometimes a trade is a good balance. You don't need to put everyone else's needs and time above yours. Your time is precious and be mindful of how much you give. All right, tip four comes from episode 79, which is called How to Do It All as a Teacher. (laughs) Now, this episode stemmed from a question I received about how I was able to quote unquote do it all. Uh, And I think the most important thing that came from this episode was that I don't. I don't do it all. It's an illusion, guys. Seriously. Come on. We only see our co-workers during the day when everyone is, you know, killing it and working their butts off. And we're just kind of like, how? How are you doing this? But we don't see what goes on when they go home. You don't see me lay in an awakened coma for hours on the couch when I get home. I'm not always pumped and productive. And that's okay. You know, I don't think any of us are doing it all. 100% of the time like that's just not realistic I also choose very carefully the tasks that I take on and I'm working on the boundaries and saying no as well consider this I mean do you really have to give formal written feedback on every single piece of work your students do I don't know maybe you don't would peer assessment work in some cases do you have to change up your bulletin boards as frequently as you do You know, these are just some things to consider. How can you cut a few corners without hindering the quality of your work or your integrity? You know, you can always make up for it other times of the year anyway and overcompensate if you really need to. But recognise that no one can do it all. (laughs) But you just don't know what goes on when people get home and behind closed doors, you know? All right, tip five is double up on your tasks. So if you're taking a trip to the photocopier, Can you take something with you, some paperwork or something to the staff room or the teacher's lounge on your way and run another errand while you're out, for example? The amount of time it takes, especially if you're on a big site like I am, going back and forth to different people's offices and different people's rooms, like that can eat up a significant amount of time walking around the building. It's exhausting. I I actually run. I'm a runner. I run around the building. (laughs) because it takes too long it's like oh my god by the time I walk to the side of the building that's like 10 minutes like I don't have that kind of time so if you can double up on your tasks and just say right I'm going to take this and this and this with me and just you know drop things off as I go 
it saves time and small pockets of time are valuable. So double up on some tasks and see how much that helps you as well. A final thing to remember is we all have the same amount of hours in a day and we can only physically do so much, all right? And at some points, we might need to ask for some help and that could make all the difference for us. So think about what sort of things take up the most time for you and what you might be able to consider letting go. So could you hire a cleaner to take some of the load off at home or get the kids to help you out? Could you delegate some jobs at school to someone who's actually wanting more experience? Could you include more peer assessments to reduce your grading workload? You know, people are our greatest resource. We can do so much more if we support each other. So consider that to help as well. So I hope this episode has given you some ideas for when you feel like you just don't have enough time to do your job effectively. Sometimes it can just take thinking of things slightly differently that can save you time. If you have any questions or you've got some other ideas that you want to share, then please drop me an email at katieteachersresourceforce.com. And for all the links mentioned in this episode, then you can go to teachersresourceforce.com forward slash podcast forward slash 124. And I'll put all the episodes I've talked about in there today. Final request before we say goodbye is if you do find value in this podcast, please pass it on and share it with a friend. It's the best way to support your fellow teachers around the world. So teach on and teach strong, guys, and I'll speak to you next time. Bye.